Welcome to Drone Group Drone Business Chats. We talk about the ups and downs of being in the drone industry with Lee Castledine and Andy Fee. Good morning, Jess. Thank you. Welcome to Drone It's a podcast that goes out to the universe on YouTube and also uh, a bit of Facebook and also iTunes and Overcast on uh, for all our Android family members out there. Um, excellent. So today it's um, again we're our um, we're missing uh, Lee. But in his place, we've got the lovely Jess, who is, um, among many things, a drone pilot, a drone business owner, uh, a drone event organiser. Make it sound so posh now. Oh, look, it's yeah, it's what I do. I sound sound really impressive. I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're a wheeler and dealer in drone laws, um, and also. Uh, well, we've got uh, the, one of the head... Ad- are we allowed... To, shall we talk about the... Uh, oh, you can talk about the page, yeah. yeah Give me a page a plug. Yeah, of course. The DJI Owners of Australia page. Group. Group. Sorry. <laughs> we did try and change it once, but there was uproar. So we've stayed as a, as a group. Oh, and instead of calling it page. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah group. We're drone at group. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so there it's you go. the same thing. All right. Okay. Um, and look, you know, as the... the um, the main, I guess, idea really about this podcast when myself and Lee began it was to, to talk business, to talk about people's trials and tribulations within their own drone business. And um, we're, um, I'm happy to be mixing it up and getting in uh, people off the street to come and chat with us about their experiences, their hurdles and their victories, of, of, of course, their victories in, uh, within the drone industry. So, um, first off, Jess, uh, thank you for giving us your time today to, to join us. Yeah, it is. We have, we have conversed quite a few times. We have over the on, years. Over the years, and it's been really, it is quite a pleasure to actually have, meet you in person and, and share a coffee with you. Um, Jess, drones, where did it start for you? Okay, so um, I had no intention of getting into drones. I've been a nurse for 30 years and um, was working at the local hospital, waking people up from operations quite loudly. Um, And uh, we put our house on the market and the person that came to do the photographs, uh, I was kind of thinking about maybe doing, getting more into photography because I'm quite into photography. He got out the back of his car, this enormous helicopter, and took Mm. off and did photographs of our house. And as soon as it took off, I said to my husband, I want one of those. And he's like, well, you're not having one, obviously. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're not having one of those, you'll crash it. So um, about a week later, I ordered my first drone. Excellent. Wow. And um, the the guy that was there with the helicopter said, you'll never be able to fly this. It's really difficult. It's really... the, the." Learning how to do it is really hard. Because he had the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. And I can understand that having seen how the helicopters work. So, old mate with his helicopter. Yep. There he is and he's like, no, 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 uh, lady, you won't be able to fly this. It's going to be too hard. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, don't, don't say that to me. Wrong. Thank yeah. you. Thanks don't, for saying that to me, Don't say actually. that to me. Yeah, so once someone's told you no, you kind of go... <laughs> right then, <laughs> it's going to be a yes. And my husband was horrified. So my first drone was a Phantom One, um, which wow. I ordered from China. Yeah, um, as you do. And uh, <laughs> I, I, re- I watched every YouTube video there was. Mm. I knew how to fly this thing inside out before it even arrived. I knew everything about it, and I crashed it within five minutes of the thing taking off. Yeah. Obviously, yes, because I hadn't charged the battery properly. Ah, uh, of course, yes. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, look. 
guilty as as well when I got my my two. I done didn't calibrate, um, didn't do my dance properly at the start, and then yeah, straight up and into a tree. Yeah, that was on my second flight. Yep. So I'm running through the the gardens of Beechmere because this mm. thing just took off. It went, okay, yeah, I'll take off. See you later. So I'm running through people's back gardens. I've got dogs chasing me. The thing lands unbelievably underneath a palm tree with no damage whatsoever. Wow. So that was my, that was my first day. A technical term is fly away, guys, if yes. anyone wants to know. <laughs> and, and it did happen quite a lot with the Phantom Ones. Um, you know, we've got much better systems working now but the the phantom one was was renowned for flying away and it did yeah so that was lovely so then i flew on the cricket um on the cricket pitch the next now, time did you have a gopro on that one i had the um phantom one had a camera called an fc40 on it so i had um some vision from it but it mm. was a terrible camera i mean it it didn't do anything so i modified it to put a gopro along with it so my husband helped because he's good with drilling and things. Cool. So he, he helped me put a GoPro onto that so that I could actually take some some decent shots rather than just this. I, th- I think it was two megapixel camera or something. It was, <laughs> it was, there wasn't much to it. So, so then I just really, as soon, as soon as I'd mastered not crashing it, which didn't take very long, I, I started flying over the beach on, on day three. I think that was it. I never never did any more training. Mm. I just went went to the beach because we lived on the beach. Lovely beach, me. It is. I, I, your shots of your area you live at are very nice. Absolutely. So Abs- go check that out on the, uh, on the page, guys. DJI Owners Group of Australia. And I have my own page, which is Down to oh. Earth Photography Australia. Down to Earth Photography That's Australia. That's where all my photos are. Well, there's we'll two of us. some of those links in, in this podcast. There's two of us that are Down to Earth Photography. We had a little chat, and I, so I'm now Down to Earth Photography Australia, because otherwise people get confused. Yeah, right. Oh, God. Yeah, people, yeah, and we can't discount how confused people can get with such things. So, excellent. And, okay, so this was how long ago again? Four years. Four years ago, yeah. That's when that's when it really started to uh, pick up. Now, business-wise, when did you go? Oh, you know what? I, I might actually sort of this is this has been fun. I might actually try and step it up. I might actually go to real estate agents and start going. Hey, guys, we we can we can really help you guys out here. What do you reckon? Is that how how you approached it initially? Uh, no, I think initially I, um, I, I received some advice from people which are, look, you need a license to mm. do this commercially, which you had to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, but, but, but lots of people said to me, don't worry about the license, mm. it'd be fine. Just, mm. just do it, you won't get caught. I'm one of those people that would get caught. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I am not a person who's lucky. Yeah. So I said, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to take this seriously, there were rumours mm. of the sub two kilo rule coming up mm-hmm. and I was praying for that to come in the meantime I got quite heavily involved in the DJI owners page mm-hmm. um, and I joined when there were 20 members um, this week we hit 14,000 members Boom, well done so uh, they were instrumental in my entire education I mm. rang I rang various um, flight flight model flight aircraft um, groups they did not want to know about drones. Really? So everybody 
that I got any information from all came from the DJI mm. owners of Australia page. They were fantastic. You know, they were with me through everything. Mm. Um, Rafi um, Medi, who runs uh, Rise, Rise, Rise Above Aerials, yep. he was on every day mm. giving me advice because the, the, the Phantom Ones weren't like the Phantom 4s now. They they weren't all singing or dancing. They were just a drone and things went wrong with them and yep. ribbon cables went and, you know, things didn't work properly. Um, and so it was a case of sort of fixing fixing your own and, and figuring it out. So I spent a lot of time on the page getting lots of advice from lots of people and someone um, in the end said you probably need to do your training. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I can't afford it. It's expensive. <laughs> and so Andrew Campbell from Total RPA said, look, we're running a course on the Sunshine Coast and we'll, we'll shout you the course. Yeah, great. Uh, Total <laughs> RPA. I think that's who, that's might have been who i done mine through back in the day. Yes. So okay, so... At what point did you go, right, here we go, serious. So you, did you, you had your manuals. Yep. Uh, you had your procedures. Yep. Um... I mean, you had all your gear, obviously. At this stage, when you started your business, what drone were you using? A Phantom 2, I think. Yeah, cool. I think it would have been a 2. Um, rapidly progressed to a 3 Pro. What colour stickers did you have on mine? Pink. One, oh. <laughs> <laughs> pink. Well, yeah, of course. Mine were blue. But yeah, yeah no, I've got, yeah, there pink. you go. Yeah. Fly like a girl. You betcha. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was, I was with a 2 with um, a GoPro black on it. So, it was, mm -hmm. it was a reasonable camera and and i had two real estate agents my husband um ha has always been interested in real estate and he decided that he wanted to become a real estate agent mm. he, he used to be a mechanic but he mm -hmm. was just like i'm quite nosy i like looking around people's houses so I, <laughs> I, i'd like to i'd like to do that i think he likes you know a bit of wheeling and dealing yeah um so he was like you know i think i'd be quite good at this and i'm like yeah i think you would so i'll do your photography for you so mm. like doing the yeah, inside good. doing the drone footage and another friend of mine was um one of the school mums was also a real estate agent and she's like, will you do mine? And then uh, word spread and I ended up doing um, about four local real estate agents, not majorly. Um, most of them were for my husband and for my other friend. Um, and they tend to, what happens now, so so it was good. If I was working um, to, to earn a living, I yeah. don't think... It, it would be sufficient to support a family. Mm. But luckily the husband was doing all the hard work and I was yeah. having all the fun. So I gave up nursing two years ago, which was lovely. Um, I think I've done my time. I have yep. a bad bad back from nursing for so many years. Yeah. So um, really that's what I'm doing. And uh, I got... Okay. So Phantom 2 with a GoPro. Yeah. Was interesting mm. because of fisheye, because of various distortions. Um, but it was the best that we had. So... That's it was, what. and you know what, I've still, because um, part of my job is going through a lot of um, our content and, and finding content to, to use, and, and I went through and I found some old footage uh, that Lee had shot um, with a GoPro, and it still came up trumps. It yeah. really did. I put, you know, I, I'd done what I had to do with the colour and, and, and fixing the, um, the fish eyeness in it, and yeah, it came up trumps, mate. Yeah, mm. I didn't do much video with, with GoPro days. I was mm. um, I was more into photos. So GoPro was a letdown from a, a photographic point of view. It yeah. was really... Well, well, as soon as I went to a P3P, 
oh. you know, the GoPro's out the door, isn't it? My I mean, there's goodness. just there was just such an enormous well, jump when in I quality. Started, did you did you have to set it to every two seconds or every five <laughs> seconds? Hundreds and hundreds of photos every time you flew (laughs) and weeding through those and trying to work out how to do panoramic shots when you don't know when it's going to take the photo. Um, You know, you just don't know. So, although, you know, we we had the IOSD minis, didn't we, attached? And so we did have something on the screen. But when Mm. I look look at the... the It didn't tell you when it was doing it, though. Oh, mine used to flash. Yeah, right. Sometimes Mm. when it felt like it. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was difficult and there was no, you know, the telemetry that we had was very basic, was mm. very, um, you know, sort of grainy footage. And yeah, it was like old VHS stuff, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was. Um, and you keep upgrading, hoping to get a better result. And then the, you know, the P3P came out and it was just a, a game changer. Oh my goodness, really. wasn't it? It, uh, it did. I, it blew, it, it, it was just like, right, here we go. Now I'm, I feel safe for one thing, flying it because I can see battery i can see where i'm at on the map all this kind of all, stuff it was GPS. just amazing Thank you. it was just all there written there for mm. you um you know you don't have to think you don't have to um work stuff out the the way we had to you know i had a, on my p1 i had a kitchen timer on the remote and i used to set it for seven <laughs> minutes because that's how l- the battery would last eight or nine minutes depending on where we were going and what you know are what there the cookies wind was that like? you can bake in seven minutes yeah probably wow you could probably. go and do a job <laughs> okay so, cookies are in drones up when it's down cookies are done absolutely absolutely <laughs> so my little kitchen timer was stuck with a bit of velcro onto the actual controller itself oh my goodness yeah, i'd love to see some photos of that <sighs> that is so crusty diy i love it oh it was and when i look at it look back at it now you know all the wires hanging out everywhere there were wires dangling around and you had to <laughs> plug this in and plug that in I, and i love the antennas there's a little top hat one and then the little little spiral other one just like i just had one white straight thing sticking out the top that's all that was on the p1s there was nothing there was nothing as exotic as a spiral i i I actually bought a a a real funky the guy that sold me my one they actually i actually ended up buying um quite a funky controller and had heaps of buttons on it and and all this kind of stuff and i was like yeah but i never used them yeah, <laughs> probably didn't know what they I did. Was, I was, yeah, I was too scared. I'd do that and stuff would start flashing and all that. I'd be, oh, no, I'll put it back in. But um, but that was, look, that was our early days with that. And thank goodness, I guess the P3 probably came out at just the right time for all of us to maybe kick on with us, kick on with our drone businesses, I guess, to a certain degree. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, okay, so business started going. What hurdles did you initially f- encounter Using the drone for your real estate photography business. Okay. Well, trying to stay within the regulations yes. is tricky. Mm. I'm lucky because the area that I, um, I'm working in has um, not, you know, they're not all crammed on top of each other. I'm not in the city. Mm. I'm out at Bribey and Beechmere mm. where a lot of the houses are fairly spread out. So mm. I've not got this big issue with 30 meter rules and things like that although you can do 15 meter exemptions um with your repl you still need to tell the people that you're doing it and this that and the other Mm. and so uh, doing real estate within the regulations is tricky not impossible and even for the sub 2kg operators it's not impossible um but it, it it's you have to plan it 
you yes. have to pl- to plan um, ahead and go, you know, which is why I like doing JSAs. People look at me like I'm a bit nuts, mm. but I really enjoy doing it because it makes you focus on exactly what you're going to do yep. at what moment and where you're going to fly. It makes you plan your shots, which you might have just gone, oh, I just bung it up when I get there. Mate, yeah. um, you know, to, to be able to plan ahead and work out what you're going to do. Mm. Um, so I always look at the area that I'm going to before I go google maps is great because you google can google maps, it exactly. and you can have a look you can see where your problems are going to be mm. um what it won't show you is power lines and things like that so y- there are things that you you need to be aware of when you when you're doing your planning and but but the planning is the important bit really oh. so yeah so i guess one of the the things is sorry it's it's um yeah stress that planning any sort of drone operations is is essential absolutely where you're going to land if something goes wrong yes what you're going to do if suddenly 15 people stand behind you Mm. and start talking in your ear yeah what what you're going to do if the neighbors come out and start hanging the washing out while you're in the middle of filming things like that you know if you knock if you knock on the neighbor's door and say i'm going to just be flying a drone over for the next 15 minutes would it be possible for you to stay indoors so that i can comply with casa regulations most people are so scared by the thought of the drone that Mm. they they hide or they'll be or they'll come out and hang out with you and have a look. Yeah, they'll they'll do that. And you know? quite often I'll say to them if they're if they're a bit, you sort of gauge them. And and quite often I'll say, you know, do you want me to send you some photos of your house? And oh, exactly. As soon as you say that, mate. Well, that's a business cards. So I'm not sure if you, at what stage you got business cards for yourself. Um, I had those straight away and off the bat, and I found found that to be quite an easy icebreaker. Here's my card. If there's any, if you you know, take that. You know, if you want to get some of this footage of it because your house is in it, by all means, I'm happy to help you out. And that smoothed off any situation. Get in, got the job done. Probably nine times out of ten, you never hear from anyone anyway. But they've, you know what I mean. You smoothed off that situation. You're not doing anything wrong, mm. um, and you can carry on get your get your job done for your client. Absolutely. I mean, there's other things also. I used to I'd encounter. You turn up for a job. You've worked out, oh, there's this nice little park there I can launch from, cool, but then all of a sudden there might be a crane turns up. Or <laughs> I went down the other day to, to, to do some battery discharging and all that. I'll see, see you later. And there's a school event on at the park I wanted to. So it's just there like, is. all right, we'll do that another day. Yeah. Those kind of things. So and someone gave me, the actually the guy with the helicopter gave me some fabulous advice from the word go. He said, if it's not safe to do it, just say no. Just say no. Exactly not, not right. Not everywhere needs a drone shot. No, and that's that's very true. And it's part of our duty and anyone's duty to go, no, I'm not flying. And I've done it before on jobs where it's like it's too windy. Um, I'm not happy with these other people that have turned up there. Not that I'm not happy with them. I'm just not going to fly my drone because they're there. Mate, we're not flying the drone today. And it doesn't matter if someone's on your case or anything like that at the end of the day if you go ahead with something and something does go wrong then there's 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 a lot of paperwork to fill out absolutely and and that's not cool no No. one's going to want to do that at all so business essential one of the essential things is planning and that that's why you do your repl because then you learn about your creating procedures for all your operations. Absolutely. And that, that, and that you sit down, you go through that with whoever your um, licensed provider is. Yeah. Uh, and even you can do it, CASA provides stuff for you too. I oh, they do now, yeah. yeah. CASA, yeah. CASA provide the manuals to do your OC yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, um, so they go through all that kind of stuff with you and, and that helps immensely because all of a sudden you're, you're sitting down, you're, 
you're understanding that there's a lot more than just flying the drone. Oh, the flying the drone's the easy bit. Yeah, exactly right. Absolutely the yeah. easy bit. And people don't understand that. Like when you're flying, like I quite often fly with um, a real estate agent. She, oh, you've got the best job. You know, this is fantastic. I'd love to do this. And I'm like, well, you can do it. But, um, you know, the whole time that we're talking, I've got my ears going, mm. Are there? Is there anyone approaching us, walking yeah. their dog past? Is there, you know, is there helicopters in the sky? I'm listening to my radio. Are there nesting birds? Uh, uh, well, I've been attacked by butcher birds yep. at the wrong season and it knocked my phantom into a death spin. And I'm, I'm like, no, it was all very slow motion. Like, no. yeah, absolutely. Um, but the phantom corrected itself. So that was cool. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all these kind of things. How do you deal with that? You yeah. know? Um, okay. So, look, that's one aspect of business that's very important for any drone operator is planning. What else have you found that has sort of taken up a, a good slice of the pie when it comes to your drone business? Uh, learning about photography yeah. has been... Um, yeah. I, I, I went on a photography course a few years before and I was dabbling with photography, but to, do, to learn to do good photographs and good um you know drone drone photography you you Mm. actually need to learn a bit about photography so a lot of time spent on youtube Mm. and watching people and also getting feedback from professional photographers you know i would send them my stuff and and it's this been the same with learning video video learning video is really hard as well and yeah you know i only really started maybe 18 months ago to do to to dabble in video and I'm still very much a beginner Mm. Um, but it was I have quite a lot of friends who are prepared to help me but they're all people I've met through flying Mm. drones Um, and some of them are professional um, video editors and they've been really really helpful Mm. Um, and you know they scratch my back I scratch theirs Um, I've got a friend up in Noosa called Sam who he helps me with all my computer issues and he teaches me. Every time I see him, he'll teach me another little snippet. Well, and I've seen Sam's work. It's pretty nice oh, too. He yeah. does, he does yeah. amazing. And Moose is a nice place, Sam, Absolutely. So he's done well. <laughs> Sam Freestein, plug for you. Yeah, um, yeah so he, he's taught me a lot and he's taught me how to use my computer properly and to, things like that. But I find that every single person I meet, I will pick their brains about something. Mm. And, and, and that's, that's a real good thing, I think, for anyone that does stuff with a drone business is get involved with the community. Get involved Absolutely. in forums nicely, nicely. And that's something we might touch on later. Maybe we don't have to. But one thing is, is, is ask questions There's, and, and don't get offended if someone gives you a nasty answer because there will be someone nice out there, much like Jess, that will give you a really good answer. But I think for anyone in a drone business, get involved in the community, get them, and it's not hard. Get onto the forums, ask the questions, and the perfect thing is, someone else look at other questions that other people have asked. Because the chances are that question's probably going to cover a question that five hundred other people have about photography or drones or business or anything like that. What we've tried to do on our page is there's a big files section, so questions that have been asked repeatedly Mm. like where do you get your music from Mm. you know there's all sorts of questions come up on a fairly regular basis we've started some files um on the page so that we can say oh look there's there's a whole file on this if you want to go and have a look and people can add to it as it goes on so that we've got a resource we're trying to get a resource going Mm -hmm. for the page Mm. um and that helps it helps enormously yeah i I, if i i I wish there was a bit of maybe easier access to that directory 
on the page. I know it's difficult. But that's to not find. your fault. That's, that's, face, that's face, Facebook gives you the system to work absolutely. within. Absolutely. So I mean, you know, short of it being your own website, but that's something else. Insurance-wise, how did you how did you go with insurance? Was it easy for you to get it? Um, I mean, do, is there any advice you might give for people trying to get insurance for their drone business? I think it's very difficult if you're working under the sub two kg mm-hmm. banner. I have heard that some people have got insurance that work under the sub two kg mm-hmm. banner, but I think it's expensive. Now you mean the people that work under the sub k sub two kg banner that don't have a license yes yeah that don't, i i mean i've heard vaguely that people can get insurance yeah but i don't know enough about it and i don't know enough either to to sound smart and try and help you with that either because that's that's i mean i, I got my license off the bat much like yourself because i wanted to make sure i could cross all those t's dot all those i's but i think when we were getting our license and that you you had to have you your, had license, to have your to, license to even get yeah. to get insurance but um and I'm, one of the things I think I'm always worried about with people is like, yeah, I've got drone insurance. Yeah, you have for when it crashes. But what happens when it crashes into someone mm. or something mm. that's going to be like, well, that cost, that's going to cost you five million bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Cooked. And that's, that's what you need. You need your public liability insurance. Public, and yes. that's, I, I get mine through overall photography who I'm under their OC. Mm-hmm. So they organize the insurance and just yep. tell me to pay the bill when it comes. It works out mm. an awful lot cheaper doing it that way for yep. me mm-hmm. um, than because they're, they're buying in bulk. So they've got, you know, they've got buying power. So, um, mm. so that's who my, and I've got 20 million public liability, which is what you need yes. for, if you're going to work for a council or someone like that, you have yep. to have 20. Yeah. If million. you don't have that, I mean, and that comes down to anyone doing any work, really anywhere that wants permits, whether you're f- photography or, or any other kind of contractor business that works on a on council sites or council areas, you're going to have to have that insurance to get the permit from them. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. And it's just peace of mind. Like the last thing you want to do is have your, your drone from Christmas crash into a, a bus of nuns or something and then they die and then and people say i hear all the time on the forum you know if it crashes into a plane if it crashes into something it's not going to um you know it's relatively small piece of plastic with a bit of metal in it Um, it's not going to cause a major problem how do you know are you psychic i don't understand when people say it's not going to cause if you crash into an old lady on a motorway she's going to crash her car and you can kill her it could go off the road and hit the other person that's on the side of the street your drone didn't do the hit the person on the street but it hit the car and made that person go off the road so sorry there is a a butterfly effect there is a chain of events that can happen from anything like that which can unfortunately be disastrous and catastrophic Mm. for people which is so people really got to take that into account like I think you know, and, and if you're fairly young, you might not. If a mm. drone crashed into your car, you might slam the brakes on and stop. But yeah. if you're an older person, mm. y- you're going to swerve off the road. Yeah, like, because what's you're just you're going to be so frightened. It's, it's like someone exactly dro- dropping right. a rock in front of your car, yeah. you know. It, 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 it's the unknown. It could cause an issue. And, and some people think I'm a real nerd and really quite... Mm. Um, uh, quite obsessed about it. But I really think that we need to keep... The rules and regulations that we've got are all right. Let's yeah. try and keep what we've got, not make it any tougher. Because mm. as soon as one of these incidents happen, then the, the rules are going to get tightened they will up. Tighten the screws hardcore on it. So I mean, yeah, Australia does have a good standard, and it does allow people like us to 
operate a business within within the regulations easily and it just sort of um i guess it takes other people to to understand that and and keep the standard otherwise it could easily be like what okay we're going to change everything now and all of a sudden people aren't going to have a, a drone business because the, the screws have been tightened too much. And this is one of the, this is another one of the reasons at the moment I'm in meetings with Morton Bay Council about getting some drone areas. Now Brisbane mm. did it before Christmas. Yeah. Um, so we've now got ten parks in Brisbane that you can fly your drone at as long as you're abiding by the CASA regulations and the parks have signs up mm. saying what the regulations are and what your, the expectation is that you will do this. So I've been trying to persuade Morton Bay Council to do a similar thing for about 10 months now. Mm. I finally got a meeting with the mayor this week, having been through councillors and various people um, at the council. The mayor, We met the mayor on Monday and uh, had a good chat with him about getting drone areas set up for people to practice their skills. Because my point is, little Johnny gets one for Christmas. Mm. He needs to go and practice his skills exactly. in an environment where the regulations are made apparent, mm. that he knows he can go there and, and learn to fly safely. Because yeah. if there is nowhere, they'll fly out their back garden and they'll yeah. hit someone, their neighbours. And then also you want, you want anyone learning the fly drone be in an area that's, that's also they're not worried like they know they can go there to practice Absolutely. as opposed to like oh I've, we'll go there now because there's no one there do you know what i mean we can try and get away with it there whereas if they're like no that that's a cool that's a designated spot all of a sudden they're a lot more relaxed and they can they can absorb what they're doing a lot more than them worrying about what might happen or other factors they're just focused on the drone Absolutely. which is what what would, is good Bec for people because i'm lucky I'm I'm fat, I'm 50, I'm female. I am not your typical drone pilot. So people, when they see me flying a drone, don't see me as a threat. Mm. They don't see me as a pervert. I'm not someone who's going to be hovering over taking photos of ladies in bikinis. That's not, you know, they, they just see a woman. Yeah. However, what when you guys fly, unfortunately, um, <laughs> there is... A reasonably strong public perception that you're all perverts and you're mm. spying on people, and that you're, you know, you're trying to take photographs. And the mayor was telling me this week that he was at Morton Island um, over Christmas, and every time th there were, you know, skimply clad ladies on the beach, there was a drone flying directly over the top of them taking photographs. This is not what people, we need. Man? Who are these people? We just. We just don't need that. Yeah. And that Morton, Morton Island, I love Tangaluma. I've flown my drone there a couple of times. Amazing. Um, beautiful, beautiful um, photography. Oh, the colour of the water is amazing. It, it, it's stunning. Mm. So um, and two years ago, um, I had a conversation with CASA. They were very open about, yes, you can fly there, even though it was near um, a helicopter landing site. Mm. But you need to be aware of this, this, this and this, you know, that the helicopters might be coming and things like that. Um, and the helicopter pilots, when I went, were really good. They're like, mm. right, we're going up at whatever time, so if you can go up before that. Oh, is that like the Westpac guys? No, no, no. Is they it? fly um, from Tangaluma itself. They mm. fly. They've got a helicopter, and they do scenic flights. Oh, nice. And they come around the back of, the, of Tangaluma, the sand um, bars, the big um, hills, and they fly really low over mm. the wrecks. Mm -hmm. And um, they said, if you are up, we'd rather you weren't up. Mm. higher than 45 metres. I said, that's fine. I've cool. got a radio anyway, Done. so I'll have the radio on. Mm. What frequency are you on? So I could listen into them. Um, 
and that was fine. So I didn't fly when I knew they were flying. They said, just keep an eye because we will come around that corner really fast. Mm. You won't see us. Mm. Now, two and if years... You, if the wind's going the other way, you won't hear them. No, absolutely. Exactly. And they, they come over the back of a hill. You, you've got no chance. So mm. I, I did everything I should have done, got my lovely shots, fine. They've now banned drone flying on Morton around Tangaluma hmm. because so many people have ignored what, or d- yeah. d- haven't even asked. Um, yeah. And so now they've said... This is uh, the helicopter um, area. You can't fly here. Mm. So that's a real shame. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, you know, it's a reaction to people doing the wrong thing. Yeah. If everyone that went over with a drone maybe registered with the helicopter people and talked to them about it before they took off, we probably wouldn't have that situation mm. now. Yeah, uh, I mean, and that was, that was something I don't, because on the sunny coast flying a lot where I was right on the beach, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you're aware of it, the Westpac and the Care Flight helicopters. Yep. Now, those guys, they don't have to fly. They fly under 400 feet yep. for, for the reasons of rescue and, and what they do. And I actually, although it wasn't part of um, anything I learned, I actually made sure I, made, I got in contact with them I kept them in my phone and I rang them every time I took a flight, whether it was just for myself to, to, to muck around with my drone or for a job. I'd always call up and go, what are your flight times these today, guys? Mm. And, and, when, you know, and, and they were always so appreciative. Not once were they like, you're wasting our time. They were go like, away, yeah. mate, thank yeah. you very much for, for calling up. Mm. And it was always like, yeah, we're going to be going up there about 10. I'm like, oh, cool. You know what? I'm going to be flying about then. I'll just wait till you guys go. When I see you go past, yeah, that's when I take off. And you're out of the but then way. they turn around and come back, don't they? Yeah, they so do. you haven't got very long. No. I've no. flown up there once. Um, you know, I looked at the airspace. This is before the Can I Fly Their app came out. I looked at the mm. airspace and went, okay, this is a bit I can take off and... And I, I was very nervous the whole time. Uh, yeah. A couple of them came, came past and I just went, you know what, I'm not really happy. I didn't enjoy yeah. the flight. I got no decent photos because mm. I think I was just, you know, nervous, nervous. about, about the, mm. the, the fact that they were there. Yeah, but it's good. at least you had those nerves and I do even when I fly there. But then I see so many photos of people like right out of the edge of Point Cartwright yep. or on the beaches up in Majimba. I'm just like... And they're like, oh, cool photo. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And I mean, I don't want to attack them straight away, but did you call up anyone? Because mm. there's a lot of low aircraft that mm. fly around these spots. Mm. Like, duty of care. Do you know mm. what I mean? And that's what hopefully, and that's why I express, get into forums, join forums, and you see people talk about this stuff all the mm. time. And you and might just click and go, oh, yeah, maybe I'll call them up. They and, you know, bite. forums take you places. Mm. I got my REPL from my involvement in the DJI owners. Mm. I've, I'm, I'm in another one in America, and I used to post on there every day. It's called Amelia Drone Hearts. Cool. Um, and uh, it's a, a group of lady flyers. And uh, I used to post on there every day, and they would give me tips and say, well done. And, oh, you know, one girl never flown over water. And after my 20th photo over water, she went, you know, I'm going to do it, and you've inspired me. And so w- it was a really good community. And because of my involvement with that, DJI actually contacted me Ooh, about three years ago and said oh can you we're putting a coffee table book together cool and c- we'd like to we've seen some of your photos on amelia Droneheart. would you send us some photos so i have a center page spread in the dji coffee table book yep. which they brought can out. you I, send me that picture at all and we'll put it up on it's gone i i have got it oh. I do have it. I just yeah. like to sort of put it, plug it through this while yeah. you're talking about it. It'd be pretty um, cool. So I got a free book from DJI. I'm like, you can send me a drone if you like. <laughs> <laughs> no, you yeah, can have yeah. a book. Thanks. I would have brought the book, but it's hiding in my 
cupboard. What right. else would you say to, to anyone out there that's, right, I'm getting a drone, I want to start a business, um, perhaps they've, they've gone through, got their REPL, they've, they're, on, they're on track, they're one of the, you know, they're a sensible person with a drone business. What's something, what's a piece of advice through your experiences you would give someone? I think be the best that you can be at mm-hmm. what you're doing. I think that there's quite a lot of people who get into it thinking that they're going to make millions and mm. that's not necessarily going to happen for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You need to t- work out what your audience is. You need to work out where your, um, which area you're working in and, and target what you're doing according to your area. Like I can't charge a fortune for real estate videos in my particular area because they won't pay f- for it because mm. it's a, it's a, it's not a high, high, um, you know, sort of selling area. So, but if you're in Sydney mm. or somewhere like that, you're going to make more money doing it. So I think it, de- you know, you need to know your market. You need to know which areas you're aiming for. And I think you need to be as good as you can possibly get be at doing what you do. So definitely it, it's a case of, and look, with anyone doing anything for a business, do your homework. Big time. Absolutely. With any, with any business. Any, anything like that. There's no, there's no easy, easy way into anything at all. Everything takes time and everything takes, uh, there's going to be losses as well as the wins, but it's, 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 it's perseverance. Absolutely. Making sure it's something you want to do. Otherwise, you won't stick at it. And then doing it the right way. And then, yeah, just talk to people as well. I think and I think talking to people is is a big, really big thing. Yeah, this is a relatively small community. Mm. If you're good at what you do, the word gets out. Mm-hmm. If you're bad at what you do, the word gets out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think talk to people. Try not to tread on people's toes as you're working your way up mm. to the top. Um, I'm not at the top, so mm. it, I, it, but I. If anyone's at that top, please contact us. We'd yeah, like that'd to be know. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. There are people who are making, um, you know, good money. Yeah. But they're good at what they do, and they've generally come from a background in in media, I think, and or the construction and mining industry. Oh, the mining industry is huge. Yeah. What they do now, I heard um, that uh, that someone who who I know that works that um, Paul Sue who works for Scout Aerial. He goes out to mines and they use the drones now to collect the gas. When they've had an explosion with the dynamite in the mm. mine, they send the drone in to collect the gas and then he, in a canister of some sort, and then yeah. he comes back and they analyse it and that saves oh, sending wow. people in. And there is money involved in that, certainly. Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. I just saw this thing where drones actually collect the snot from whales. Too. I know, that's Did fantastic. <laughs> Snotbot, they call it. Uh, some, somebody said to me, you can't call it snot. We need to find a better name for it. I'm like... Slime? It's not. Though. It's not, man. I don't think the whale's going to mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so look, that that's a big thing. And look, anyone in the drone business, you're not going to be a millionaire off the bat. Not unless you're old mate that actually made DJI. Yeah, I think yeah. he's quite well off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's doing very well. Okay, look, uh, hopefully you guys are able to um, get get some some ideas of 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 where you are with your drone business and what maybe you need to do again you know quick overview do your homework join the community be, get involved um, learn your laws 
and stick to them and and just help the community grow in the right way and one way that jess is really helping the community grow is by organizing australia drone day which is this saturday this saturday may the 5th that'll sort of that yeah so it's this saturday may the 5th at Muller College yep. in Redcliffe, or Rothwell it is technically. Um, the, the, the history of Drone Day is that International Drone Day has been going for four years. This year, it, there was a bit of confusion. There was a bit of arguing going on in America about who was doing what. So it didn't get really off the ground this year. So we decided... We in, don't need those guys. Well, exactly. So we went, you know what? We can just do Australian Drone Day. So we've got lots of people coming. CASA are coming. They came last year as well. Um, last year, we had about 250 people come. We had the drone racing. We had a sausage sizzle. Very important because we're Australian. Did anyone deliver sausages by drones? No. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't Can't do have, that. We didn't have that. No. <laughs> um, and so this year we've got um, all sorts of people coming. UAV Challenge. We've got Ace um, Aviation who are offering an REPL um, and a Cert 3 in aviation to one lucky winner who would just write a story about why you want to win that and you could win that. We've got um, Ted's cameras coming. They've got some fabulous deals on the day. We've got AA drones who've given us a Tello to give away, the hmm. DJI's newest little mini drone uh, to give away. The Army are coming. I spoke to them this morning. We've got a couple of Army drone races coming. I'm trying to think. We've got a, another um, group called It's Rocket Science, hmm. and they make rockets out of plastic water bottles and things and fire them into the air. So that'd be really good fun. And um, as I said, Mark Lewis from CAS is coming, and his talks are always really, really worth coming okay. and listening to. Mm. He's the, one of the, um, I think he's probably the top RPAS inspector now. Okay. Um, so he's involved in enforcements and um, regulations. Well, he's doing a talk. That would be really cool for anyone involved in the drone. He's just hopefully come and, and give, throw some questions at him. Absolutely. You and know? he gets bombarded. Yeah. We, we, I've, I've had um, Mark out a few times to do some talks that I've done about drone photography and um, uh, what have you. And he is really, really good. Um, and he always gets hundreds of questions. Mm. Um, so we've given him a, a you know, We've given him a half hour time slot, but I said, you'll be there for an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. When he came to Drone Day last year, he just turned up, him and another inspector just said, look, can we come along and just see what it's all about? And we said, yeah, that'd be lovely. I only found out the night before, but you know, that was fine. Uh, and they were really, <laughs> they were bombarded all day with people asking questions. Yeah. Um, you know, and that just shows that people are interested in, in you know, going by the rules. Exactly. And also, you know, they want to do the right thing. Mm. You know, and we want to get a reputation that drones are good. We have a huge drone community in mm. this country. I spoke to a retailer in Sydney not long ago, um, and they have sold 30,000 drones. That's just one retailer. Mm. So um, not a big chain, just a one-off shop. Yep. So they they are enormous and they're going to they're not going to be going away no um, not at all so we need to get the public perception changed that we're not yes. all perverts exactly that we're right. not um it is very very disconcerting when people hover over you mm. i i had one hovering outside my bedroom window not long ago um and it was quite unnerving yeah i can uh, imagine you know i'm fat 50 and female I'm not interesting to look at. I live in Beechmere. That you know, I'm I'm not 
someone who you would be spying on. I'm, I'm pretty sure they weren't. They were probably just hovering while they changed the camera settings or worked yeah. out to turn yeah. it round or something. But it still is unnerving. And I know a lot about drones. Yeah. But I still found it quite unnerving to be... To, to have this thing hovering outside my window. Yeah, and look at that. Again, that comes down to, to people's perception, which comes back from us giving them the knowledge about drones and stuff like that as well. So don't be too afraid of drones, but also for people, it's like, dude, don't just leave your drone hovering above someone's house. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're going to give us all a bad name. Absolutely. I had someone phone me up the other day and said, is that you hovering your drone outside my house? Wow. And I'm like, no, no I'm, I'm at home. I'm, yeah, a lot of <laughs> I'm at home, thanks. Like um, but it was it was actually someone working for a real estate mm. um, under the sub 2kg mm. um, banner. And she was flying a drone all over people's houses, all over their back gardens. And oh. they don't like it. No. And because they know that I'm involved in the drone community, people ring me up. You. So it must mate. be you. Just you and your <laughs> mates flying drones around. Um, all right, cool bananas. Uh, so that's the Australia Drone Day. What what time would you, you tell people to get uh, there? 9.45 to yep. 3 p.m. we're yep. on. And the drone racing will be going on all day. There'll be various. Be fun. We've got acro- um, someone who does drone acrobatics. I've never seen that before in my life. Um, we've, we've, we've got a big agricultural crop spraying drone going to be there. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. We've got the Brisbane Park Flyers. Now, Stephen Gilbert from there, who was instrumental in getting the um, Brisbane drone flying zones, is a, is a fixed wing um, model aircraft flyer so he's coming with his um his gang and they're going to put on a fixed wing display as well so cool. there's gonna be lots going on there's lots going on for everyone and yeah I've, if if anyone I, it's, I just encourage anyone to be that's involved in drones or wants to be involved with drones get along to this and you'll meet a lot of people you get a lot of ideas and and that's that's the big thing about these days like that um unfortunately i won't be able to be there because i've got something else on business wise work wise but um that's why i got you that's in here a today. shame it is a shame because that's exactly like like i said and like i'm preaching you know get involved with the community and that's what we want to do and hopefully you know doing these podcasts with you jess and learning your stories particularly about business and flying drones is uh is our little way of of uh, helping getting your experiences our experiences out there for people People to know whose phone is ringing. <laughs> is it mine? <laughs> That's all right. It's done. It stopped. Um, all right. So, look, yes, we talked a bit about business. We talked a bit about your Australia Drone Day. That's um, thank you very much for your time. Um, I've, we could probably spend a few hours here and a few more coffees talking about our drone stories and oh, drone experiences. I'm such a nerd. It's embarrassing, oh, mate, really. Yeah, I mean, I've got so many stories from jobs and crashing drones by, you know, human error, which is most of it. And um, look, I'd love to have you in again another time. We could chat drones. Absolutely. But thank you very much for your time. I wish you the best for Saturday. Thank you. And I hope everyone gets down there. I'm going to get this out as soon as I can uh, on onto uh, iTunes and onto Android so everyone can listen. And um, we'll get up some of that footage of yours, which I think is really cool from around Beachmere and that. And um, look, again, thanks, Jess, for coming in. And we'll chat Thank again you. really soon. Everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you got some good information there about business. I hope you got some good information there about going to Australia Drone Day. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk drones again really soon. Thanks, Jess. Talk to you soon. Thank you.